Welcome to the After the Run podcast, a community for those who want to lose the weight, feel great, and run hard. I'm your host, Tyler Christensen, just an ordinary dude that got really fat but finally decided to do something about it. Now I bring you a new episode each week with tips on how you can make small changes in your life that lead to huge changes in how you feel and act. I'm here to challenge you to take action now. Let's get started. Here's After the Run. Hey, it's Tyler, and welcome back to After the Run. In this episode, I'm going to tell you why uh, body fat percentage trumps BMI or even your weight, and why paying attention to just your weight might be a big mistake. Um, For some background, um, two years ago, at, at exactly this time, I started my weight loss journey. I committed to my family, to my students, to my children, that I was going to lose some weight, and I really buckled down, I set some goals for myself, and started really working consistently at those goals, and it was, you know, 90% diet, 10% exercise, Uh, but the exercise part of it, the running part of it, was maybe 50% of my motivation. I really fell in love with, again, with running, I've been a runner all of my life, but while that might not have made a big difference in my weight loss, um, I gained all my other weight while I was a marathon runner and an ultra distance runner. So, you know, while it might not have contributed to my weight loss dramatically, that combined with making some significant changes to my diet helped me lose 103 pounds in one year. So that was really cool. And this time last year, I was sitting at a, right around 200 pounds, um, coming down from around 300 pounds, and I'd gone from 40% body fat down to 23% body fat. And I was eating really healthy, exercising regularly, um, and feeling great. And not only that, I was more productive. I had written some books, I'd finished uh, my basement. Uh, I was just super productive at work, nominated for Teacher of the Year. And things were going really good. And so this time last year, I thought, okay, well, that was year one. In year two in my weight loss journey, you know, I still want to get down from like 200 pounds down to 180. Um, And honestly, when you look at the weight loss charts that doctors have and stuff like that, my healthy BMI would have put me under 165. And so somewhere in my mind, I was thinking, oh, man. I don't know if I can get to 165. Honestly, I never thought I could get to 250. So um, I was thrilled that I had lost so much weight. But thinking about my second year, you know, I wanted to loosen up on my diet a little bit, not be so strict and see what happened. Uh, continue with my exercising. Um, at that time, I was training for a double marathon, a 52.4 mile ultra marathon. And so I was going to maintain my mileage at least over the summer and into the fall. Um, But just looking ahead, thinking, okay, if I keep working hard, I lost 100 pounds the first year. If I lost another 20, 25 pounds, that seems totally reasonable. And so I kept up my exercise routine. Um, I put in over 500 miles over the summer, training for my double marathon. And by the time I ran that race, instead of losing weight, my weight had actually gone up to like 215 and it was so frustrating uh, to be putting on weight 
while I'm trying to lose more weight and get into my ideal weight. And the problem was I was so focused on weight, I wasn't thinking health. And so um, I was actually getting healthier this whole time, even reintroducing sugar into my diet, some processed foods into my diet, uh, snacking from time to time. You know, I started doing that. I would even have a soda from time to time and trying to reintroduce these things into my diet. Well, it was incredibly frustrating because I was feeling good. I felt like I was getting stronger and healthier, but I was gaining weight. And so I would, again, go through periods where I'd get rid of all the sugar, get rid of all the processed foods, have a really strict diet, increase my training regimen, and I would see the needle move a little bit. I might lose a few pounds here and there, but honestly, through the whole year, my weight would continue to fluctuate. It'd go up and down, up and down. And it was just frustrating. I started getting on the scale less and less because I hated what it saw said. I, I didn't take daily records like I had been before uh, and doing weekly update videos. I, didn't, I quit doing all those things because I was depressed and frustrated with my weight gain um, because I felt like I was doing everything right. Well, now that second year has passed. Uh, it's now May 2020 when I'm recording this. And for the first time, I do not know why this didn't occur to me, but I really decided to record all the numbers. I, I, I made this decision about a week ago. I'm like, you know, the weight has, is coming back and it's so frustrating. I got up to 230 pounds. And the thing that was driving me nuts is I'm starting to see some muscle definition in my shoulders and back. Um, my legs are really muscular right now. I've continued running. I ran over 1,200 miles last year. And, um, I, you know, I still have a spare tire around my belly. I still have uh, a bit of a double neck. And I hate that. Um, but I feel like I'm getting stronger. And part of that's because I've changed. After I did my double marathon last September, um, I have a, a chronic and persistent foot issue. And all of my doctors have said, give up running. And I'm not willing to do that, but I am willing to experiment with different things. So I've bought like 20 different pairs of shoes in the last year. I've been to nine or 10 different doctors. I've gone to physical therapy. I've done everything I could to try to fix this foot problem and it hasn't been fixed. But what I have found is that my, the excruciating pain that I experience when I go running doesn't kick in until after I've run for an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. And so what I've started doing is shorter runs, uh, more interval workout and uh, HIT type workouts, high intensity training, uh, more strength training. And about half a year ago, one of the teachers I work with, he challenged me to start doing push-ups every day with him. And I started doing that and logging that and I did it with push-ups, sit-ups, jumping jacks and squats. And I started doing 50 a day of each of those. And so that gets me to the present where I find myself feeling better than I ever have, stronger than I ever have, but weighing in at 230 instead of 180. You know, that's a big swing. So I finally dug back into all my records. I started recording. I went to all the different apps I used to track things, and I started making some spreadsheets. And fortunately, my scale that I use does keep track of, like, your um, body fat percentage, your uh, percentage of water weight um, and your bone density, stuff like that. And so I started taking all those numbers 
And I haven't gone through for the whole year, but I took where I am at currently and where I was a year ago and where I was two years ago to see if maybe I could make some sort of graph or something. And the, the findings were shocking, honestly, to me. I've spent a year being depressed, but here's what's happened. During year one, when I lost 100 pounds, I lost 75 pounds of fat and 25 pounds of muscle. So I actually lost quite a bit of muscle mass during that first year. And I don't think that's unusual in cases of extreme weight loss. Now, obviously, if you're just losing 5 or 10 pounds, you don't want to lose muscle weight. You want to gain muscle. Um, but when you're losing 100 pounds, you know, you're not carrying as much weight. And so as a result, it, it kind of makes sense that you'd lose some of that muscle mass because your body doesn't have to work so hard to get around and, and things like that. So I wasn't really shocked by that. Um, but then here's the cool thing. I, I looked at the other areas. So my bone dent or my bone mass actually went down a little bit too. So, um, I lost about one pound of bone mass and my water, uh, percentage in that first year went from like 43% to 55%, which is awesome. That's you, you actually want your percentage of body water to be like right around 60%, maybe even higher if you're super athletic. And so I went from being, having like being dehydrated, even though I was morbidly obese, um, to then being at a really healthy water weight. And, and that of course results from me drinking a ton of water. I drink like 200 ounces a day. Uh, and over the summer, more than that. So anyhow, um, I saw that that water percentage, which means if actually if I'd stayed at 43% uh, that first after that first year and everything else was the same, I just continued to be dehydrated. I actually wouldn't have been 200 pounds. I would have been closer to that 175, 165, the ideal BMI. Now, here's why BMI is stupid. I found the results from year two, from last year to this year. And what I found was I actually lost five pounds of fat. So I would have gone from 200 to 195 if that's all that had happened. But it wasn't. What had happened was I gained 25 pounds of muscle. And so the net gain was around 20 pounds. Um, I also got uh, that pound back of bone density and and so and then my water percentage continued to go up so right now i'm really close to 60 percent so what has happened is i'm actually much healthier now than i was a year ago even though according to bmi and weight i'm less healthy in fact i'm tiptoeing the obesity line again at at around 230 i i'm close to considered obese if you just go by my bmi which factors in your height and your weight and, and stuff like that and your age. So as a 41-year-old, almost 42-year-old, um, I'm considered super unhealthy. Well, I, I just started this recording after a nice, easy jog today. I did a half marathon in two and a half hours, and it was a piece of cake. Um, my... <laughs> My apps that show how hard my heart rate is working shows that this was a super easy workout for me, uh, which I needed because I've been doing some hard intensity workouts this week. And BMI just isn't the whole story. Neither is weight. Um, so with the gains that I've seen this last year, the 25 pounds of muscle that I lost in year one, I gained back in year two. 
and then I lost 75 pounds of fat in year one. I lost another five pounds of fat in year two. So looking forward, I'm happy with this trend. If I can keep that up and continue to lose fat and gain muscle, that's going to be good. Now, the, where that shows up on a scale is where you look at body fat percentage. So this time last year, I was at 23%. Right now, I'm at 17.5%. So I dropped 5% of body fat this year because I was doing the right things, because I was drinking a lot of water, because I was eating healthy foods and exercising regularly. So body fat percentage trumps BMI and weight every time. If you're not losing the kind of weight that you wish you were, you might want to look at those other numbers. I know for me, it's super encouraging. As I set my goals for this next year moving forward, um, I'm really excited to, to do less mileage running way more strength training you know now that i'm down to 17 percent i'm totally stoked to see what happens if i can put on another 20 pounds of muscle and lose 20 pounds of fat uh because then i would be in awesome elite shape and that's something i'd really like to see happen so i hope uh, this was helpful for you in rethinking what you think about weight and body fat percentage um until next time see you later Thanks for listening to After the Run. These episodes are raw and unedited. If you'd like to provide feedback on the show, ask questions, or suggest topics you'd like to hear more about in the future, please visit our website, www.aftertherun.com.